Nedarim dafmim gimal, the last thing we were discussing was if a person vowed that his friend can't walk into his field, if it was before or after Shvi'it, what do you do with the fruits that are leaning by, uh, towards Rashut HaRabim? When you would be able to take them, when you can't, when you could walk in the field, when you can't. And with that, we're starting Membet Amudbet, three lines from the bottom by the Mishnah. And again, we're talking about Hamudar Haname Haverov. A person was vowed by his friend not to have any benefit. Then Loya Shilenu, then the one who was vowed upon cannot lend him anything. And he cannot borrow anything from him. And the Gemara will explain why. And same idea, loyal venu veloyal vemimenu. You cannot borrow money from him and you cannot lend money to him. Veloyim korlo veloyikahimenu. You cannot sell anything to him and you cannot buy anything from him. And the Gemara starts on Memgim al Amudalif and it asks, Bishlama loyal venu. I understand why the vower cannot lend the other person money. Remember, the vower said that the other person cannot benefit from me. I understand why he can't give him anything. Because he's benefiting him by giving him a loan, he, he's benefiting from him. But for the vower to borrow money from the person he vowed on, what's the problem? He's not benefiting him anything. And I understand, and I understand that the vower shouldn't borrow money or shouldn't borrow something from the person he vowed upon and not to take anything from him, I get it. The Kamitanemine because he's benefiting from him. But not to borrow a vessel from him, a cup, get a chair or something like that. My Kamitanemine, what's he benefiting from him? How is the person vowed upon benefiting by giving the the, the, the vower a chair to borrow? So Rabbi Yossi Bar Bihani explained the case. They were talking about a, case, a situation where the vower vowed that this guy won't have benefit from me and the other person vowed that he's not going to have any benefit from me. They hate each other. They vowed against each other. And Derlan explains that although then, okay, then there's no Hidush in the Mishnah, there is a Hidush that even though they're not really benefiting anything from each other, okay, he's giving him a chair, he's giving the chair back, and no one is uh, gaining more than the other. Still, it's considered like vitur, being mevater, things, giving over things without arguing, which is considered some sort of hana'ah. That's Rabbi Yossi, Rabbi Hanina's answer. Abaye Amar, he explains as follows, The problem is, if you borrow something from him, you're going to have to give him back something else. So Hachami made a gezera, and the same thing with uh, with lending him, with sending, with same thing with everything else. If you you're going to come to, if you're going to give him something, then you're going to get something back, and that's asur. And very fascinating Ran over here explains this is dafka with the borrowing and lending, but a real hanaa, uh, there's no there's no issue. Maybe to give him a gift, there's no issue. So if the person was vowed upon not to have benefit from the vower. If he wants to give a gift, uh, let's say a wedding gift, or he wants to give a plate of food, or something like that, to uh, the vower, maybe there's no issue. Next, Mishnah. If a person uh, came to his friend, can I borrow your cow? And the owner of the cow said, uh, right now I need it. I, I for other stuff. I can't give it to you right now. And this guy got angry. 
So this person said, I vow I'm never going to plow my field with your cow forever. And then everyone calmed down, and then he lent him the cow the next day. If it's the vowers normal to actually do the gardening work, uh, to do the plowing, then then he's a sur, but he could hire someone else to do the work with the same cow. However, but if he's not the gardener and he's not the one who does the gardening work and he doesn't plow, then then him and anybody else who uses that cow is a sur to plow that field with that cow because that's what he meant uh, originally when he made the vow that uh, anyone else who does his gardening should be a sur. But if he was the one who does the, uh, the work, okay, then he, that's what he was thinking about at the time of the vow and he could give it to someone else. If a person vowed not to have any benefit from his friend, and the person who uh, is not allowed to have benefit has nothing to eat. So the uh, so the other person, he goes to the store, and and he tells the clerk over there, he tells the owner, this person over there, he vowed not to have any benefit from me, and I don't know what to do. So then they, they figure out a system. The store gives this guy food, puts it on the account. And he comes and he gets the money from the other guy. This way it's not considered as uh, he gave him the food as a shilly hoot. And, and therefore this guy's just uh, giving the owner money. And that's okay. Let's say the person who values not going to have any benefit from the other guy. He has a house to build. He has a fence to put up. He has a field to cut. The person who is prohibited to give over benefit goes to employees. And Omer, look, and he tells them, This person, he can't have any benefit from me. I don't know what to do. And they get the point. They do all the work. And they come and they get paid from this person. Let's say these two people, remember, they vow not to have benefit from each other, for example. They're walking on the way. And one of them does not have any food to eat. So, so the person with the food gives it to a third person as a gift. And then the person who was a sur and he has no food, now he's allowed to take from the third person. However, let's say there's no third person, it's just them two. Then, He's allowed to put that uh, that food on a rock, on a gate, somewhere. And he says, uh, The person says, I'm putting it on the rock. They're ownerless. Anyone who wants could come and take it. And the other person comes and takes it. He's picking up from Mifkir. Rebiosi doesn't like this. And the Gemara will explain why. So the Gemara starts trying to understand the Rebiosi. Why is Rebiosi not like that Hefker thing? Because Kasavar Hefker Kematana, he held that Hefker is like a gift. The same way with the gift, it's still considered the owners until the person receiving actually picks up and takes it in. Afefker, yeah, he, I guess he holds the same thing when it comes to hefker that it's not, uh, it's not, uh, it's not real hefker. Until the until whoever ends up getting it, the person who ends up finding it or getting it, until it reaches his hands, and then only then it leaves the first person's hands. 
So the problem over here is in the Amishnah, when he puts it on the rock and says it's ownerless, and then the other guy picks it up, well, it was never really ownerless, and it's as if as person A is giving it to person B, and that's Asur. So now, if that's, if Rabbi Yohanan explains that's Rabbi Yossi's Shita, the problem is Mativ Rabbi Abba. Rabbi Abba has a problem on Rabbi Yohanan's interpretation of Rabbi Yossi. We learned in the Brightam, in regards to a person putting his food on a rock and saying it's ownerless, whoever wants comes and takes it, um, Tanakama says the, uh, the the person who's asur to have benefit comes and picks it up, and Rebiosi is oser. And I'm not Rebiosi, and Rebiosi here is explaining himself. When do I say it's asur? That's bismanshin idro kodem lehefkero. That's if his neder comes before the hefker. He vowed that this person can't have benefit or I can't have benefit that before the hefker. However, but if the person was mafkir, let's say the food, and then he said, I'm not going to have benefit from you, that's okay. Now, if you want to say Rabbi Yossi's reason is because if you want to tell me Rabbi Yossi's reason is because it's not considered hefker until it reaches the person's hand, then why are we differentiating over here in the Brayta? Mali nidro kodem nefkero, mali nefkero kodem nidro. What's it make a difference? What came first? At the end of the day, if you hold it, 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 it it's not a real hefker, then it's not a real hefker. It should be asur. So, who motive love, who meshanela? Rabbi Abba is the one who asks the question, and he's the one who answers for Rabbi Hanan that kola noder endato almash hefker. When a person makes a vow, He's not thinking about things he was already mafkir, and therefore the vow that he makes is, is, is a vow, and it's oser even that hefker stuff. So now Mati Rabba, Rabba doesn't like what Rabbi Abba answered, because we have a breita. When a person gives a gift to someone, he can't take it back. However, if the person was sick, he thought he was dying, and he said, okay, all my money should go to person A, all the money goes to person A, but if all of a sudden the, the person who is deathly ill gets up and now he feels better, then all the money comes back. That's the, that's the difference in the halakha of a gift of a The issue is, if he gave, let's say, half the money to person A, and then the other half of the money to person B, and now he feels better. So, okay, whatever he gives to person B can come back to him. However, whatever he gave to person A is considered a healthy person's gift, and that can't go back. So again, So the Brayta says, if he gave a little bit to the first guy, and then the rest of it to the second person, the first person got that gift, it's all his. The second person is not Kone, because he's getting from Mishchiv Mera. Now, bottom line is what we see from here is, when he gave whatever he gave to the second person, he was thinking also whatever he was giving to the first person. And when he got up and he felt better, and we're saying whatever he gave the second person is not a gift anymore, then what he gave to the first person we're saying is a gift, meaning whatever he's doing now, he's thinking about the first stuff that he gave away, which compared to our case, when a person is noder on whatever he has now, he is thinking about the stuff he was mafkir way before. So it's not like Rabbi Abba wanted to say that when a person makes a neder, he's not thinking about what he did before. Here we, we have it by the Matanat Shekhiv, that the person is thinking about what he did before. Ela Amar Rabba, rather Rabba explains, 
what's uh, what's Rabbi Yossi's reason? Really, Rabbi Yossi holds a person is mafkir everything. It does leave his hands. And the problem over here with this type of case when two people are walking in the street and there's nothing to eat and you put it on the rock and you say it's hefker. We're worried that it's going to be a fake hefker. Uh, it's a hefker like a bit horon where a person, uh, him and his father were in a fight. They're not going to benefit from each other. He wanted to invite him to a, wed- a wedding of one of the grandchildren. So he told his friend, I'm afkir this area, meaning go take care of my father at the wedding. And the friend decided to take stuff for himself. And the other person got upset. Though it was only for this reason. Meaning we're worried that a person is mafkir only to one specific person. And that's not a real hefkir. And that's why Rabbi Yossi was mahmir. But it has nothing to do with any any other reason. And we'll stop right here. Baruch Hashem le'olam. Amen ve'amen.